Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great, the Doug Bowl's off. Can't believe it. I know. Very yeah, disappointing. Doug Bowl. Oh, I'm just I'm crushed. <laughs> uh, now they're playing some directional school. What's going on? I grew up in District 11. I don't even know what this school is. Hey, what Bishop Sycamore is not available? <laughs> My understanding is, as of two weeks ago, they've got openings. <laughs> Come on. Get them on board. I think it'd be a draw. Well, we're going to talk more about this in the next half hour. Because in the next half hour, we're going to have our high school football roundtable. Today's show brought to you by our good friends. At Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. So before we get going with the show, let's get the um, the hate segment out of the way. Is there any you hate right now? No, I'm good. I was just laughing at the Orioles last night because apparently their grounds crew can't even do anything right now. Well, they got thrown out. <laughs> just, I guess I have more of a beef with the ump than anything else. Yeah, I mean, like they weren't in the I mean, way. There was rain coming. He should have known. So, like they, I don't think they were in the way. Sure, they had to move the tarp a little bit. But come on, like go do your power trip is, somewhere else. There is a great NFL film segment with Marv Levy, where they had him mic'd up for a game. And Levy screams out at one point, You over-officious jerk! Then he looks over at the at one of his assistants and coaches just actually went to college with that guy. <laughs> 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 right. But he, You over-officious jerk! Every time I see something, I'm like, what, what are you doing? Get out of the way. Okay, I think of that quote. Don't be an over-officious jerk. Okay? Just officiate the game. Stay out of the way. Be invisible, okay? Don't don't think don't need to cross lines. Yeah, it's um, I you know obviously it, it, like Friday night's game is starring the suit, but I mean Shikalemi's going to play in it. Am I wrong about that? S U I T that spells suit. He keeps asking me for pictures of the talk show. 
So I keep sending him stuff. It's not good enough, not good enough. Like, like get in your car, drive, and take a picture. I mean, it's like, <laughs> do your job. <laughs> I mean, I can't keep doing your job for you. <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> it cracks me up. I need a picture. Okay, come take one. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like, do a selfie? <laughs> Hey, James, hold on a second. Suit needs a selfie of you and me. Okay, great. Can't wait. <laughs> He'd love that, though. That is the signature of the Soup broadcast. <laughs> Dave Ritchie. <laughs> Dave Ritchie, who had the quote of all quotes last week, can I talk now? That <laughs> was great. I thought that was rich. Very rich. Oh, man. Very rich, I thought. Uh, the Reds are beating the Pirates, by the way, one to nothing in the top of the eighth inning. Washington and the Giants tonight. Uh, boy. How good is that game going to be? Uh, I, you know, uh, I mean, the Giants are not good. But there are a lot of people who have been aching to see Taylor Heineke play. No. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. So when is the last time Auburn played a road game at a Big Ten school. It's way back, isn't it? Oh, it's way back, all right. So I thought I heard this earlier this week. Isn't it like 1930s or something like that? 1931. There you it's go. 90 years. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, boy. That's always what, again, this does go back to what um, I've talked about many times with the SEC. The SEC, by the way, deserves a lot of platitudes. Their level of play has been high. The passion for football in the SEC, high. I mean, there's no, okay, if you deny it, don't be a fool. It's 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 true. But at the same time, they get away with so much that other programs aren't allowed to get away with. And that is the way they spread out the eight conference games so much mediocrity in their non-conference schedule. Uh, I mean, you've seen what Auburn's done with its schedule, and I think what they're playing again next week, it's not a conference game, and it's somebody else that is... And I'd have to look it up, but... It's like, what the heck? I mean, Alabama... You know, Nick Saban was complaining about, you know, well, we're not, you know, you know, we're the students for this game, that game. And it's like Southeast Louisiana State, somebody like that, Mercer. Nick, schedule somebody. 
We've talked about how Alabama hasn't played a pure road non-conference game since coming here to Penn State 10 years ago, 2011. They haven't. Now, he has future games on there uh, where it's going to be home in a way. But in this 10-year run, he hasn't. They've always played that one neutral site game like they did with Miami. But they haven't gone to somebody else's place in 20, since 2011 when they came here. And, you know, where does Georgia go? Georgia play at Michigan? Do they play at Ohio State? I mean, where, where do they go? Where does Georgia where's, where does Georgia go? Now, Alabama over the years traditionally has gone places. I will give uh, credit where credit is due. Um, because Bear Bryant did travel. He came here. He went to Notre Dame. He went to USC. He's done all that stuff. But for the most part, programs, I mean, where does Texas A&M go? Mississippi, Mississippi State, Tennessee, where do they go? They don't go anywhere. They stay right in their own neighborhood all the time, and they're never called out on it, ever. They're never called out on, they're never called out on the mediocrity of the week before the final regular season game. Now, this year it's going to be two weeks before the final regular season game. But they're never called out on it. They have people laugh. They giggle about it. Oh, they're playing Mercer. Oh, they're playing the Citadel. Like, excuse me. Everybody else is expected to play serious people. You don't. You don't. And it's funny. Like, oh, okay, great. So they get away with a lot. And I think that's always been a problem, that they are not held to the same standard as everybody else. Auburn hosts Georgia State next week, by the way. Okay. So, I mean, that's their other non-conference game. So this is like the whole ball game for them. And it's it's more glaring when you have eight conference games and not nine. When you have nine, you can have one. But when you got eight, you can, you can be a little more adventurous with eight. And they're not. That's the SEC. They're not. That's why... Look, they play great football. It's passionate football, the whole deal. But you got to go out. And I, I give Auburn credit. I mean, when this was proposed by Penn State, you know, by the administration, they said yes to do it. I see, and I think that's great. But the SEC is not an adventurous conference. They, they, the, and the reason they're not adventurous is quite simple. They're allowed to get away with it. Nobody calls them out. Nobody calls them out on playing eight conference games. Nobody calls them out on mediocre non-conference schedules. Nobody calls them out about the lack of intersectional games. They don't get called out on it. Everybody else gets called out on everything. The SEC does not. And because of that, everybody kind of just, you know, they, they and there's no need for them to change. They're not called out on it. Right? I mean, what, what's there a reason to change? There's no reason to change. Right? So, first time they've played a Big Ten team on the road since 1931. That's pre-suit. But, 
In fact, I think that's pre-Santa on our station, isn't it? You're probably right about that. Yeah, it would be. Oh, Doug's on hold. Doug, what? Doug, 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 talk to me. What, Doug, what's going on? We had the we had the Doug Bowl all set. I, mean, I am I had a big. I Doug, I had a big build up. The whole thing, the opportunity for you to meet the suit, and then you could see exactly where I was coming from. Oh my almighty! <laughs> I heard. The, I appreciate the promos all week, Steve, but I am crushed that the Doug Bowl is off for this year. I mean, it's just Doug. It's just it's heartbreaking. heartbreaking. I had warned everyone up here that the Schick announcer, quote, doesn't do people, so we were to avoid him at all costs. Oh, my goodness. I mean, let's face it. I mean, this is this is not one of those, you know, help me help you guys. It's like it's, 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 like it's me, 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 not help me help you. Matt, how many what, – what's the minimum for PIAA for, to field a team to start a game? Is it just – you have to have 11 to start a game? I believe that is the case. Yeah, I'm not 100% yes. sure, but I think that is the rule. Okay. Yeah. There's there's no way. Like I told you guys before, there's 24 total kids on the roster up here. And Jeez. with the COVID thing, they practiced last night with 13. There was just no way it was oh. going to happen. Yeah. Right. That's a shame. Oh. Um, and there's no way to make this game up, right? We're, they have it listed up here as postponed, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Okay. That's a shame. Well, according to the suit, added. apparently Tim DeFore, the Schick AD, is going to try to reschedule because I guess it was a two-year deal they were trying to work out. And of course, they didn't play last year because it was conference only. Now, this year, obviously, they can't play. So I think they're going to try to work things out to, I guess, start it next year or whatever they can first time. But it won't be rescheduled during the year this year. They'll probably work on something for next year. Because the, suit, been... writes, oh, the suit writes down all of his ad libs. All right, he writes down all of his ad libs. You should have seen the disparaging things he was going to say about you guys. Wow. Uh, oh, I had stuff right. ready for him. Oh, well, believe me, in 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 a, in a war of wills and words, I mean, you're a twenty point favorite. Believe me, I was going to make that announcing booth miserable for him that night. <laughs> Doug, <laughs> my man, Doug. <laughs> okay, Steve, I got a couple of questions about the game. Yeah, please. Tank, Tank Bigsby, how do you stop him? He's a good player. I mean, look, because you know what makes Bigsby uh, a tough player to stop is that he's got a really good burst and he has power to go with it. Uh, but it, the key is going to be beating them at the line of scrimmage. You beat them at the line of scrimmage, and I think Penn State has a couple of very favorable matchups at the line of scrimmage that will allow them to do what we're, talk, what we're talking about right here. That's where you beat Bigsby. Just by winning two key battles at the line of scrimmage. And Penn State, I think, has the ability to win two of them on the line of scrimmage on almost every play. How's Penn State going to run the ball? Oh, you can run the ball. I mean, is there no question you can run the ball uh, yeah, against but- them. But, I mean, you just want to do make sure you're running the ball in such a way. And you can also use your outside screen uh, game as well as part of your running game. I mean, those outside screens that they ran against Wisconsin replaced the running game, and then they went back to the running game. So there's a couple different ways of running the ball. One is actually throwing it to the outside, but the other one is actually physically running the ball. And I think there are a couple of guys that when you look at this, um, uh, when you look at this, this is um, 
Um, and that I think that that they've got some athletes that could play. Their linebackers are good, but Penn State, between Walker, Wallace, Scruggs, they can win some battles at the line of scrimmage there, too. And that's how you do it. And it's also how you use your tight end and your H-back. And that's something when you watch Auburn, they'll t- take um, Schenker, who's very good, by the way. And then sometimes they'll just line him up as a pure fullback and an eye and just huh. do that. I mean, they, you know, it's. I mean, I've been watching the tape. I mean, there was value in watching the tape about seeing certain formations. For example, Bo Nix had never gone under center until this year. Now you're watching the tape. Okay, he's under center maybe 15 to 20 percent of the time. I mean, so there was value in seeing the tape by seeing certain things they do, like Schenker being a fullback. I think with Jordan Stout, if you force Auburn to go 75 yards every time, or punting if you pin them back. I don't know if I trust Bo Nix to go 75 yards or more every drive. The Bo Nix situation is interesting. At home, he's a 64% passer with 20 touchdowns in his career and one interception. Uh, Bowl games, he's got four and two. But in pure road games where he goes someplace else um, uh, and has to play in somebody else's stadium um, and he has 54% nine touchdowns, 10 interceptions. And not only that, Doug, he has a tendency that when he moves in the pocket to hold the ball out. Yeah, I know I know he's susceptible to fumbling sometimes. And that's because um, of how it's because of how he holds the ball. Yeah. Uh last thing real quick. I know this is kind of a sore subject and you got you can't really address it, but the James to to USD stuff. Two years ago was Florida State. Why, why doesn't he come right out and say not interested? Is he using it for leverage, um, for better facilities, better deals for the assistants? Why doesn't he just shut this down, settle the recruits, things like that? Why can't he do that? Well, when it comes to the recruits, he's called them. So he's actually done that one-to-one with them. So that part he has done, like personally one-to-one. He just hasn't come out publicly and said what he has told them. Uh, right. Same thing with the team. So he's told the team. He told the leadership council first. Then he told the team. He has talked to his assistant coaches and his staff about it, and he's called the recruits. So he's done all of that. Uh, why he has or hasn't, I'll have to personally ask him tonight when I sit down to, uh, before I take the pregame show with him. I mean, because I can't, I can't, I can't speak for him on this. I mean, it kind of puts me in a tough spot because I mean. Yeah, you you, know, you can't ask him that on the air. That that that's between you him and you you and him personally. You can't ask that kind of stuff on the air. That's not fair to him. It's not fair to you. No, I mean, nor would I, because it's not fair to him. Because I know how he how he wants to treat it publicly. Right. So like that and that part of my job is to understand exactly where he's coming from. Yeah. Okay, that's all I had today. Tell tell the suit. I'm still laying for him. So. Oh, Doug. I mean, you, you, and a, you and a list of people. Mostly, you know, well, just so you know, most of them are creditors, but that's a different <laughs> If I would have lost when I had to listen to three Shiklemi broadcasts or something, or a Bucknell broadcast. The what? Say that again? If I would have lost, if Wellsboro would have lost the game to Shik, would I have had to listen to three Shiklemi broadcasts or a Bucknell broadcast? I wouldn't even do that to people at Guantanamo Bay. 
get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> okay, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Doug. You, sir, are my hero. I hate the fact that he's quick. <laughs> All right. Great to have you with us here tonight. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street at Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. I take a beating on this show. But don't you think you've earned it? Maybe. <laughs> you know, sometimes he, admits, he does admit that. Even he admits it's true. <laughs> oh. We're just having fun on a Thursday. Well. And we do have James tonight on the show with Jeff Campersall from hockey. Round table next, Reese Davis at 406, Devin still 435. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, it's 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. High School Football Roundtable. Now the Doug Bowl's off the board. So we're going to start. We're going to start with Greg. Is that where we're starting here? We'll start with Greg. We got Greg and Chief in studio today. So, Greg, did you tell Chief about your story? Oh, I did. It's We're still laughing. Well, I mean... What's great is the accuracy of it. Exactly. We, we were talking about that also. <laughs> <laughs> For goodness sakes. It was if wonderful. Would, it mean, could be the quote of the year. See, the difference between Chief and maybe the rest of us is that he was polite about it, polite about it. At some point, there's a line where they, will you just shut up and let me talk? <laughs> I mean, don't you think the audience has suffered enough? <laughs> oh, boy. 
<laughs> so, Greg, no game last week, obviously, mm-hmm. and they're going to bounce back and they're going to play a game this week. Right. So how did that affect this week's preparation in that there had to be a bounce back in well, some ways? Yeah, they, they did not practice last Thursday or Friday. Right. Okay, practice out. So, of course, Saturday, Sunday practices were out. Um, and, you know, the coach's biggest concern right now in talking with him this week is the kids are, are we going to have a game this week or aren't we going to have a game this week? You know, and, and getting them back into the swing of things. Because they, they lost their second game, but they showed improvement from game one to game two. Now it's almost like they're back to square one. They don't know what to expect right now when they come out of the gate on on Saturday night. And that's you know, and Saturday now. I isn't that a plus though, Greg? That it's Saturday night and not Friday night, just with the extra day. Uh, I think the extra day helps. Uh, I think it's going to help that the coaches are probably going to get them out. Uh, get out of bed, of course, in the morning because when sure. I was coaching, Saturday nights were a tough game because the kids were out of routine. And and you know what? We didn't get the kids out of bed on a Saturday morning. and We just let them show up at 4 o'clock, start taping and, and things like that, and ready to go to the game. But nowadays, these kids are, are uh, into such a routine and stuff like that with school, practice, home. School, practice, home. Now... They get. They don't know what to do on a Saturday morning, and you know yourself, Steve. If you just lay around and do nothing all day, waiting for that game to start, you get tired, lethargic, and uh, so they're going to get them out of bed, do some things like a little walk through, maybe have a little meal together, something like that, and then uh, get ready for the game. Well, in in fact, Penn State, they, which you know, they rely heavily on sports science for this. Mm-hmm. But they've changed how they practice Thursday, so tonight, and they've changed how they practice Friday. And when they are playing a night game on the road, he does want them moving during the oh, course of yeah. the day. Yep. Uh, I agree with that 100%. You know, like I said, if you lay around all day, you, you're, that's the way you approach that night. You're just lethargic. And uh, I think it's a good thing that they get him out. Nothing to do anything strenuous, but just a walk through, just go over some certain situations, yeah. th- things like that. Yeah, that explains yeah. their staff meetings. All right, um, so um, let's. Uh, <laughs> you, you mentioned they got better. Where did they get better? Uh, they had 220 yards of offense in the first half against Montoursville, which is a good yeah. team. Sure and is. and the game before that against Shimokin, which is a good defensive team, they only had 89 yards of offense for the entire game. So what they've done is they they played two quarterbacks against. Shimokin. They've settled on a quarterback, okay? So th- that's helped something with continuity there. Um, they changed some just little minute changes with blocking assignments, things like that. And yeah. uh, it's opened up some running lanes for the kids. So they ran they uh, ran for, I think it was 75 yards in the first half, and they threw for a hundred and just shy of 150 in the first half. So they did a lot of good things. They missed a field goal and were stopped two inches short of the goal line on a quarterback sneak, or they could have been ahead of Montoursville 10 nothing early in the game. So, Yeah, all right. Yep. Great to have you here. Hey, it's fun to be here. Great to have you in the studio. It's cool. Uh, Dave, I'm going to let you talk. Well, thank I'm a, you. I, I'm, a, I'm a big I'm a big believer in that. I I, um, I appreciate it. Thank you. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. So, you know, Greg and I were talking about this last week. Remember the Greg the analogy I made about the putt? 
Yes. I said to Dave Giacchini. I think it was Dave Giacchini I said it to. Okay. If you're not sure of the break, just hit it straight toward the hole. <laughs> yeah, right? That's right. right. In some ways, Dave, is that what we're seeing now with Shikalimi having to make this adjustment? Like, it's it's really about them? I I think that uh, – are you talking about adjustment to the game today? The adjustment to the opponent. Yeah, I I think they wanted to play a football game. You know, they, they didn't want to uh, not have a week where they didn't play. So they picked up this team from the Allentown area that uh, first year of football, but it looks like it's a pretty good football team. I, I think this has got to be one of those like, hey, look, it's about us. Don't even – I mean, what kind of scouting report can you have? Yeah, that's you know with with huddle and everything. I'm sure they got a chance to look at the games. I I looked at their schedule and they they lost to uh, Burke's uh, Catholic pretty you know by a couple of touchdowns and they also lost to Interborough Senior and uh, but the team that they beat is a, is a local team. They beat Skokill Haven, twenty four okay. to thirteen. So it looks like uh, it looks like they've probably got a you know a, a pretty good team. Uh, maybe their defense isn't as good as their offense because usually Skokill Haven's uh, you know, pretty pretty solid football team in that uh, in in that area. You want to get better, so where is Shikalemi getting better? Well, I thought they had a really terrific gut check and heart check uh, on Friday night against Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel came in with uh, a big line and a lot of skill people, and you know, except for the, if they, if they would not have intercepted the uh, screen pass right before the end of the first half, it only would have been seven to zero. And with a little bit of luck, uh, Shikalemi, you know, probably could have got the score to twenty-one fourteen. They just missed uh, missed an open receiver, so the kids played very well. I if I were Coach Kaiser. I couldn't really ask them to do any better, especially after the, losing some kids to injury and also some other problems on the team. And they, a lot of kids filled in. The kid that played center, this first time he ever played center, and he did a really nice job. Uh, I think that I think they, they, that was a, a big confidence builder for them. I really do. Now they just have to keep that same attitude and, and, uh, and move on. I mean, obviously, besides kids that are banged up, do you feel like now they're finally settled on a lineup? Boy, that's a tough one. Uh, I, you know, if it's if it's like last year, it seemed like every week that you were trying to do different or get different people in positions till you found somebody that could stay there. Uh, you know, I, I think with the COVID situation, uh, it you know it could change. Uh, but right now, okay. from what I saw, from what I saw on Friday night, I think they're pretty set at, at a lot of the positions. Uh, I, it was amazing they moved some kids to outside backer that were in the line before, and they did a good job. So uh, hopefully the fourth game, things settle down and everybody plays the same position each week. I don't know about you, Greg, but geez, when Dave talks, he's fabulous. <laughs> he, he does a great job, doesn't he? I mean, geez, man, and he explains I, things so well. I, I had no idea. I I just heard about this from Greg. I uh, but everybody else has told me I I did say that. So uh, anyway, <laughs> well, I'm I, telling I, you right now, you're a champ. Yeah, you. <laughs> you sir are my hero. <laughs> I've I've given you a lot of material for the rest of the year, Steve. <laughs> you have given me no material because you're great at what you do. The other guy, it's like watching Niagara Falls. <laughs> All right. Now, Sealers Grove won last week, so Zach Showers is with us. Hey, Zach, how you been? Hey, I'm doing well. How about yourself, Steve? Now, look, you got to come into the studio with the other guys. Listen to all the laughs we're having. 
I wish no. I could. Uh, I don't know if the school would let uh, me no, uh, leave a half no, hour early, though, every look, Thursday. Look, it's all at one dude's expense, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> look, they won last week, uh, which was a great win for them. What came together? Well, everything came together, actually. Um, I mean, the defense, as we've talked about, has just been absolutely lights out. Um, And they really shut down anything that Shemokin threw at them. Uh, We were kind of surprised Shemokin really didn't adjust a lot. They came out in a power eye, and Fjonsgrove just really shut that down. But really the the talk of what happened was the Fjonsgrove offense. Um, They were able on the the second possession to uh, hit a – 50-plus-yard touchdown pass um, that really opened things up. And it was it was Seals Grove's passing game that really hasn't been effective for over a year now. Um, sophomore quarterback, Mark was able to um, connect with a senior, Nate Allman, and a freshman, Gavin Bastion, on some long passes. And that's really what happened. It was a lot of complimentary football. There's uh, three short touchdown drives, two of which came off of turnovers. And really, it was just a, a complete effort on uh, really in all three phases of the game. Success can breed success. What do you think this did for the football team's confidence? Oh, I, I think it's huge. Um, really, the, fir- the first two weeks, there were a lot of positives, and you just kind of felt like, man, if this team doesn't stop shooting themselves in the foot, they can cut down on some penalties, and you can have some young guys grow. Um, that's what happened. I had a chance to sit down with uh, head coach Derek Hicks yesterday, um, and one of the things he talked about was Seelensgrove um, was up seven nothing at halftime this week, and they were up seven nothing seven nothing against Jersey Shore the previous week. Um, so I know coaches love it whenever they have that opportunity to basically, essentially retry a situation and go through the same thing that happened the week before and. Unfortunately, in week two, Steelers Grove dropped that game to Jersey Shore, but against Shemokin, they were able to put together 26 points in the second half and really come away feeling good about um, what's a, a really winnable stretch of games here over the next uh, four to five weeks. Right. One of them is going to be coming up on Friday night, tomorrow night. So as they push forward, what will be some important elements to build upon that gets them to a second straight win? Well, I think a lot of the same things are going to going to have to happen. Um, Berwick comes in. Uh, they're also wanting to uh, – you can kind of throw out the week one loss that they had to Southern. Um, they've had two really close games. Um, you look at numbers, there's a similarity between, between Seelens Grove and Berwick. They've both played really solid defense. They've, they've taken the ball away and they've been able to, at times, be really effective on offense and at times really struggle on offense. So I, I really think uh, tomorrow night it's going to come down to those little things. Is Salem's Grove able to hold on to the football? Can they get a takeaway or two? Um, I know Steve mentioned it last week. Um, Salem's Grove is 1 for 22 on third down. The first yes. Um, last week they were 7 for 14. Um, so, you know, you'd like to have that be a little bit better, but 50% um, is a lot better. And um, I was looking at some numbers last night, and 24 of those 36 third downs have been third and long over seven yards. 
That's right. You just can't. You just can't move an offense if you're constantly behind the stick. So um, I think tomorrow night, Salem's Grove needs to continue just with that dominant defense. Um, hopefully, play complementary football. Um, give some short fields to Salem's Grove, and hopefully, you can see the continued development of uh, the passing game and also a little bit of a running game with some good backs in the backfield. Thanks so much. Appreciate it very, very much. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day, Steve. You too, Zach. Thank you. Greg, Dave, thanks so much. Boy, I tell you, when the Chief talks, he's, he's worth the listen. Oh, my almighty! Now if you could just get a chance. It's all about opportunity, don't you think, Matt? 100% agree. I mean, don't you feel like on this show that you get a chance to express yourself? I mean, albeit like there's a lot of hate, but I mean, don't you feel like it? Yes, I do, and I always appreciate that. <laughs> oh, boy. But thanks to our guys for the great work they do. And who in the heck is Shiklami playing again? It's any... Executive Education Academy out of Allentown, out of District 11. Bishop Sycamore has openings. All right, back with more in a moment. I just thought I'd throw it out there just in case you need a game. Here on uh, News Radio 1070 WKOK. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Uh, Tim Timmons is signaling to the tarp. I think the folks, the ground crew members behind the tarp, I think the tarp is a little bit angled out from the wall. And the grounds crew is being sent into the grounds crew area. They're being kicked off the field. Why is that? I've never seen that. Is that because, I mean, is it getting a little bit cooler? I mean, usually when they come out, it's because rain is imminent. No, they got thrown out of the game. You know you're power drunk when you throw the grounds crew out. Exactly. And also, too, it was the ninth inning, and I think there were two outs. <laughs> I get it's a one-run game at the time, but come on. Like, enough. Look, the, you know, all you got to do is look over guy. Guys get off the field. You don't throw them out. You don't eject them. I mean... You can't do that. But then apparently it did rain, like, moments after they left the field. That's why you have a grounds crew. They they, they know these things. <laughs> exactly. And not only that, too, isn't your crew chief supposed to be in communication with the grounds crew who's watching the radar? Yes, you are. <laughs> so this is what also doesn't make sense. By the way, did you see what Salvi Perez did today for the Kansas City Royals? Uh, you remember, of course, back when they were going to the World Series, and then one year they won the World Series. What a wonderful prospect he was. As And most people have looked at him as a great defensive catcher. He had his 45th home run today. His 45th home run. He is now tied with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for the home run lead with 45. Uh, fabulous player, Salvi Perez. But it's been that power emergence, emergence that's made him even, even better. That's quite an accomplishment. 
Reese Davis in the next half hour from ESPN Game Day. Devin's still in the final half hour. The King is going to join us on the show tomorrow with observations that only the King... Although, I'll say this, the King and Matt seem to be simpatico. Have you noticed that? Seem to like the same teams, same players, have the same dislikes, same complaints... Same injuries. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf.